0: podcasters podcasters
1: welcome back to jumping on point tonight i'm joined by jake Jake. that's right (laughs) and as always i'm your host sky that's he him and she her respectively oh yes this is meant to be more of a laid-back update episode basically because uh We accidentally took two months off.
0: You know when you just accidentally take a two-month break?
1: You know when you're like, oh, I'm gonna nap for an hour, and then you wake up, and it's the end
0: of April? Yeah, it's basically the same thing.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right, so... Things have been a little complicated for all three of us, and really for everyone, if I'm being honest.
0: It's a little crazy right now.
1: Yeah, so... Without going too much into that, at least not yet, we're taking the opportunity to restructure the show a little bit. I've mentioned once or twice that our original idea was for a Kirby podcast. I figure that, oh, that's actually probably why I should have started. I've got a new job, and that's given me a much more consistent schedule. Hell yeah. And because of that, I want to try bringing that back. And talk about our little pink boy. Mm-hmm. Our idea, at least for now, is going to be one episode about the Kirby video games, one episode about the Kirby show, one episode of our usual comics book club, and then one week off every month. This is subject to change. We haven't tried it yet, but that's the idea.
0: Just want to have fun. So if we don't have fun with it, then then you're going to get a different show, and it's going to be okay. Mm
1: -hmm. The the other official business I have is that, again, because of my more consistent schedule, I want to try having guests on. Uh, We have a few lined up already, and I think that could be a lot of fun.
0: Hell yes. Very excited for that. Being a guest is the first time I podcasted, which is usually not how it works but I'm very excited to have guests because of that.
1: Yep. You don't even have to throw yourself into Bionicle hell to do it.
0: Woo! I mean, Bionicle hell. I tried. Yeah,
1: so that was all the official business I had lined up. Do you want to talk about that, or just what we've been up to in general?
0: Um, well, with, uh... I, I, uh... uh, (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) Okay, well... Well, maybe I'll start then.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: Because, you know, it wouldn't be an episode of Jumping On Point if I didn't try something. And what I've got tonight's very special. Have you ever heard of Manziata Sol? I wouldn't even know how to spell that. I think I mispronounced it anyway. Uh, Manzanita Sol?
0: No, I don't think so. It's a
1: Mexican soda, specifically apple flavor. I used to have it uh, almost every week when I would go to Taco Bell and a tabletop game store with all my high school buddies. So I think having the chance to try this again here with with a new friend, starting a new norm, I think there's something special about that.
0: Heck yeah. I, uh, I'm looking this up and it looks fantastic. It looks like I saw this on the shelf. It would be exactly my jam.
1: Yeah, it's just apple juice with a bit of carbonation, but
0: Hell yeah, I'm down. I'm not saying that's bad. Oh, no, that sounds amazing. You know what? I think I did have this once. I think my Taco Bell had it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that looks really familiar.
1: Yeah, it sounds, you know, fancy be like, "Oh, it's a Mexican soda with a Spanish name," but like it's still put out by Pepsi, you know.
0: <laughs> you thought they could pull one over on us. So
1: yeah, to go into a bit more detail, what what happened around the start of February was that my dad was real sick of me being a cart pusher, so he would not let me stay in the house. Uh, he sent me off. He didn't actually say anywhere in particular. I just decided to go to the library every day and put out job applications to try and get him to stop, basically. Uh, and uh, good news is that worked and oh yeah got a job at an online retailer uh not sure i should give out the name but yeah i'm doing data entry for uh i should say a small business you know, i i didn't sign up for
0: amazon or anything like that <laughs> i mean i have a, f- a friend who works for ebay oh wow from his house which is awesome <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what happened with me is that around that same time, I uh, got hit really bad by the by the depressions. And uh, I just kind of folded in on myself and disappeared for a while. But uh, I'm back, and honestly, feeling better than I have in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've, it was a bit of a worrying time, but I'm really glad to
0: have you back. Yeah, and I think that... I think we're going to be even better than before.
1: Yeah, so other than that, with like the games and comic stuff I've been up to, I've kind of looped back around to like, I've done so much, I kind of just want to say, I haven't really been up to anything. (laughs) So I'll let you start. Is there anything, you know, in terms of entertainment that you that you want to talk about?
0: I have kind of. I hadn't thought about it in this terms until just now, but I've kind of uh, regressed into high school Jake and I've recently started playing castle crashers and Skyrim again. I forgot how much I loved those games like 10 years ago. <laughs> I am massively overpowered in Skyrim. It is amazing. And I'm only like level nine.
1: Yeah. Never, never played Skyrim to be honest. I, tried oblivion uh back on my dad's computer back yeah you know, back when we had like a computer room
0: hell yeah i would still say that Oblivion's probably my favorite of them that i've played but uh skyrim's on the ps4 so you no know.
1: <laughs> i never made it very far i think partially just because i was i was young enough that i didn't know where i was going or what i was supposed to be doing So I would like, I would save Patrick Stewart and just (laughs) give up one or two nights later.
0: I have probably logged hundreds of hours into this series of games. Never beat the story on any of them. But that's my goal this time. That's my goal this time is to actually beat the story. I'm not doing well. I have been distracted by so many side quests.
1: With Elder Scrolls games, I of course have to ask how much have you been modding it?
0: Um, I have it on the PS4, so not a lot. They make it where you don't get trophies if you install a mod. Though I have been taking a lot of screenshots of all the glitches and all the bugs because, oh my god, I forgot how much of a glitchy, buggy mess Bethesda games are. I know I should never forget that because that's like their thing. But holy wow!
1: Honestly, I just love hearing about them from uh, from the outside looking in. Like in particular. I constantly think about how uh in one of the Fallout games there's a train and they couldn't figure out how to make a moving train so there's just oh no a man wearing a train as a hat and you can't see the man running under the ground.
0: Oh, I saw that. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah, like so my my favorite one that's happened so far is um before I even got to where you can make your character, this guy who was talking to me and his horse in the cutscene were both wanting to stand in the same spot. And they kept bumping each other and kind of glitching each other about. And the horse got like pushed kind of closer to where your character is standing. And so when it jumped to the character creation thing, about half my face was blocked by the horse. Perfect. Um and earlier today I was playing it and, <laughs> and uh there was a thing it like said a uh, test cell and it was just like in the middle of the town on my map i was looking all over and there was nowhere to enter it i i googled that those are things that are supposed to be hidden in the back end of the game that you can't access they're just like test rooms that the devs used to test things out you're not supposed to even be able to access them or know about them but for some reason it was on my map
1: yeah i heard the same thing uh someone found one of the what are they bunkers shelters vaults that's what i'm looking for one of the vaults in fallout 76 is just a test room that they left in there and so <laughs> people are were going in there grabbing one of every kind of weapon and then selling them
0: oh my god oh that's so bad because that's that's a o- multiplayer game. <laughs> that's an online you to unlock. Oh god. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> oh, it was a mess. I, everything I heard about that game is a mess. I believe it. They just added NPCs uh, this week, as of recording.
0: Woohoo! Yeah, one of my one of my friends was trying to tell me like, no, 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 no. It's it's good now. Well, it shouldn't be good now. It should have been good. <laughs> yeah. You just had to, you know, play it for a year and wait for them to, like, release 20 updates, and now it's finally good. Like I, like, I believe you, man, but I'm not interested.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way about, uh... Here's something that I was up to. I got into and got out of Final Fantasy fourteen.
0: Oh, yeah, I fell down that rabbit hole for a little bit. Uh So, yeah, you tell me about your
1: experience with it first, then.
0: I played... The closest thing to a barbarian that you can i was this dude with a big big battle axe and uh eventually apparently if you play that class long enough you can uh like respec into a better class but i never got that far but uh, uh you know it was fun
1: it's supposed to be like final fantasy one in that whatever class you pick it has upgraded classes like uh a-
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I was actually playing that same one because I was like, you know, I want to play as those... uh, (laughs) I I forget the in-game term for them, but there's, like, one of the races is, like, Amazon ladies telling me I could be eight foot tall. (laughs) I want to do that.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was the dragon guy because I was like, dragon people, their city is underwater. Those are both the things that I'm like hell yeah about
1: yeah uh that that race starts in a pirate town which yeah between that and playing the class you're describing i was like i'm gonna see if i can make her a viking
0: hell yeah but then my free trial ran out and i was like "Eh, i don't know if i love it enough
1: yeah i had a very awkward time trying to learn the controls and more importantly the story's real rough
0: yeah That's another one where they're like, no, it gets good when you get to the expansion. It gets really good. Yeah, which I
1: don't know. I'm not even sure whether or not I believe it. But if I did, that is like an entire 60 hour game that is bad before the rest of it. Like,
0: like, no, you just have to get to the third season and then it really picks up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In particular, do you care if I go
0: into it a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it.
1: After a while, you start moving to different main towns for lack of a better term and so you go to this like desert town that has to do with mining. The quest there is like, oh giants have been attacking us and it you, you have to get rid of them so we could go back to work and you talk to people a little more. turns out the stone giants are are a slave race that they lost control of, so they just buried them under an entire mine shaft, basically, and recently accidentally let them back out after, whatever, like, a hundred years. Oops. It's like, no, I want to help them. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, they do not give you a choice. You have to kill the slaves. Oh, It's fucked. Like, I felt bad enough having to hunt all the animals, because not all the enemies are, like, demons or monsters. A lot of them were just animals.
0: You'll kill that really big bunny.
1: And then you find the, the real main characters, because that was the point where it's like, okay, the tutorial's finally over after, <laughs> you know, after, like, two weeks of playing. Uh, and those guys are like, hey... You gotta help us. We're we gotta kill the the ancient gods. But don't worry, we're apolitical. And by the way, the password is a uh, wild rose. Which, if you don't know, that's a reference to an older Final Fantasy in which. That's the name of a rebellion that is fighting an empire. It's like, no, motherfucker. (laughs) Don't tell me that you have no political affiliations when you're (laughs) telling me to take apart people's other religions and you're calling yourself after this ancient rebellion. Like, no.
0: We're not religious, but they are heretics, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I
1: gave up not too long after that. It's,
0: uh... It sounds exhausting.
1: Part of the reason i was playing is that, yeah, my girlfriend's really into it, and she mentioned, oh, yeah, by the way, this base, there's a running joke where you have to physically run back and forth into this base every single time they give you a mission, and it's, like, really far away from the nearest fast travel point. Oh, it's like, yeah, and aside from that, just it, the early story is a lot of that, too. It's a lot of, hey, uh, go talk to this person, to talk to another person, to help them. Like, like it was just a lot of running back and forth, and that's the quest, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a hard time getting into any MMOs. Yeah,
1: no, the reason that came to mind is because supposedly in a few months they're gonna put out patch that people are saying it's going to make the first expansion good and in particular one of the notes from the from square was cutting 13 percent of quests and that's main story quests. they weren't cutting any side quests
0: oh well, the side quests are too important <laughs>
1: Well, no, I'm saying, like, if 13% of the shit you have to do is completely unnecessary, as stated by the company, like...
0: Yeah, that's, that's wild. That's, they know that nobody cares about the story, they just want the, that in-game, the in-game raids.
1: <laughs> yeah, but people say, oh, story gets real good in the, in the next one.
0: Just keep playing, it'll eventually get... It'll be, be amazing.
1: Yeah, so I, I might give that another shot when the, when the big patch comes out again. They're saying maybe June, maybe July. Aside from that, on a much later note, I started an interstitial campaign. Yeah? Huh? Yeah, it's uh, with me, Kat, uh, my girlfriend, and another online friend of mine. Uh, they've been having a lot of fun so far. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it, for people listening at home, Interstitial is a tabletop game that that is say fan game for Kingdom Hearts. Basically, it gives you the template to have an adventuring party that travels through different worlds and highly encourages crossover fanfic. Basically,
0: so like the first time I played it was. Another campaign Sky was running, and I played Yugi Moto. And we also had a Transformer in our party. It was fantastic.
1: <laughs> since since you're not in the party, and cat stop the episode here if you listen to it.
0: Uh, woo-woo-woo-woo! Spoiler!
1: I can tell you what I have planned for this, because I'm really proud of this one. So I found an online voice changer that works for... For when you're doing Discord calls.
0: Oh, snap.
1: Which, uh, I should think about whether or not I could use that on this show. But, uh, for now, I'm, yeah, I'm using that because I'm running a campaign where the big final villain is Apocalypse. And specifically, he has four horsemen who are each of our original draft characters because everyone said like, oh, I want to play Aradia from Homestuck or uh, second thought, I want to play this character instead. So because of that, I was able to grab a whole set of four characters that we weren't using but we're thinking about using. and I, Having them come back is, I think, just a really cool meta
0: That is going to be awesome. (laughs) They are going to be shocked. I love it.
1: Other than that, I've set up a restriction. I'm only willing to do anything that has an official comic. Partially just because I'm curious uh, what things got, though. Because a lot more properties than you think got weird tie-in comics. But also, uh, it incentivizes me to read more for example, our first world was Mega Man, and I read through that entire Archie run. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's something I think would be good on the list, but, uh...
0: Oh, speaking of, didn't we also have an announcement about the hat?
1: Oh, yeah, uh, so first off, (laughs) Despite the fact that we've never gotten around to actually using it, we're getting rid of the hat as a as a concept, partially to help facilitate having guests. We're just going to pick a comic before each episode, basically. I'm thinking, I'm not sure whether or not I want to do it in a set rotation between hosts or just, hey, this is what I'm feeling and... You know, put it up to uh, an internal
0: poll each month. Yeah. Maybe eventually we could take listener suggestions.
1: Ooh, right. Uh, Another thing I should mention officially is that our next episode is still bone, but partially to make up for lost time. We're
0: just reading all of it. Hell yeah, the whole, the whole, can't think of the phrase, but the whole dang thing. Hit and caboodle.
1: (laughs) It killed me to... Spoilers for next episode uh, to leave off with just seeing that the next volume was called Dragon Slayer and that uh, the volume I was reading ends with more of the villains saying that they're looking for uh, for a phony. Phony bone. It's like, oh, it's going to happen. Why did he say that?
0: Oh, it's I can't wait for you to get there. It is. Great. Yeah,
1: so that's going to be a lot of fun. I lost my thought there. Oh right, I did manage to find an appropriate snack to go with bone. Uh you want to talk about that?
0: Sure, cuz I had one too. I I have finished it by now, but I did also have okay.
1: one. Yeah, me too. That's kind of why I just want to talk about it. Uh I figured gummy bears cuz that's fun trivia. You know, you learn something every day. Gummy bears, Jell-O, and any other gelatin product is made out of ground-up bones, I'm dead, Siri. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as soon as she said gummy bears, I was like, oh no, oh no, Scott. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 hell yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think I specifically had like the those little British soda ones.
0: Oh yeah, those are dope. They're the ones I'm thinking of.
1: Those are pretty good. Yeah.
0: So, mine was, um, in honor of the wonderful phony bone, I found a beer called Arrogant Bastard Ale.
1: Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Um, it tasted awful, but the name was very fitting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't know if I would want Bastard Ale to taste good.
0: That's a fair point. (laughs) I, I just, I really felt, you know, when I saw that box on the shelf that, uh, like, this is 20
1: bone. Yeah. Uh, despite what I said earlier, I think I'm going to have to back off a little bit with the with, uh, bootleg snack situation. Because, uh, yeah, can't exactly uh, go down 7-Eleven anytime soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, going to put a hamper on things for a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. That was another thing I wanted to keep doing was recommending podcasts every episode. So, uh yeah. Have you ever listened to Movie Fighters?
0: No, I have not.
1: Uh, so first off, I think you'd like it. Two comic book writers and reviewers from the former comics alliance chris sims and matt wilson they watch a movie once a month and every time they would talk about what they're going to eat during the movie and that got so popular that they do individual episodes just
0: about food (laughs) hell yeah okay
1: and that is definitely where i got that bit from
0: (laughs) that's awesome movie fighters i will look that up
1: in particular, uh, for you, I'd recommend the He-Man episode.
0: You know me, so well.
1: All right, I got that added to my phone. What about you? Do you have any uh, recommendations prepared?
0: Yeah, so this is um, kind of a, a bigger one that I've like actually heard commercials for, so I wouldn't be surprised if everybody's already heard about it, but I am in love with it. It's a recap podcast of... well. Definitely was when it was running my favorite TV show. And it's still one that I go back and watch many, many times. It is uh, Real Real Friends, Fake Doctors. Or Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and Donald. It is Zach Braff and Donald Faison doing a uh, recap podcast of Scrubs. And getting uh, guests that are people that worked on the show. Like on the third episode, they had the show's main creator and director and uh, fourth episode, they had Sarah chalk. I, I loved watching scrubs. And so this has gotten me rewatching it again and just re listening to their episodes, talking about it. And it gives kind of a, a cool background into like the, uh, you know, the actors side of it. And uh, they have some cool trivia too.
1: That's really interesting. I heard about it and honestly just forgot about it. I think I'll take a
0: look. It's delightful, and I think right now they're up to episode 6, so it's fairly new and easy to get caught up on. uh,
1: So I don't want to talk too much about this because I think it might be our next comic episode, but speaking of going back to high school, I read through all of Cucumber Quests the other week.
0: You were telling me about this one. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I... Highly recommend this to anyone listening. It is a fantasy webcomic in the style of old like uh, SNES-era RPGs, but you do not need to know about RPGs to enjoy it. It's, It's an adventure about a boy who realizes he's the Chosen One, immediately does not want that, no one wants that, Everyone just sort of looks at each other and says, well, his little sister actually knows how to use a sword. Are you sure you didn't mean her? (laughs) And yeah, it starts off with that kind of lighthearted tone, and it manages to carry that through while also getting more serious. And uh giving the characters more fleshed out motivations, relationships. It's it's really good. The other big thing I'd want to mention with it is that because it's all created by one person, uh Gigi Digi, I think is how you would pronounce that. She does the art, the lettering, the coloring. And she takes advantage of that fact with some amazing layouts, some really clever uses of lettering. Like one one of the things that I was thinking of when I said it's an RPG parody is that sometimes people will have a particular phrase written. Yeah, you know, the two important words in the sentence will be a color instead of just black so the palette of the word balloons will change to match the page oh cool it's just it has a lot of little touches like that that show you you know she really cared about this she really put a lot of thought and passion into it
0: i love that yeah
1: i I don't want to go too much into it aside from that but it's free it well it was almost done but uh you know it it wasn't paying the bills for her, and I can't blame anyone for that, so... Yikes. Yeah. Uh, at time of recording, there's no ending to it. She said she would post a script through the last, I think, two or three chapters. But uh, she said that almost a year ago, in June or July 2019...
0: Ah, oh, damn. Hope she's alright.
1: Yeah, it, she seems to be doing okay, but... Like I was saying, she was busy, and it, you know, if someone doesn't have time for a hobby, even a hobby they're passionate about, I absolutely not right to push them. You can't force this kind of thing to happen. So, as much as I do want to see the end, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mean about it. I'm not gonna.
0: Not gonna be that fan.
1: Yeah, no, I think. What's there is definitely still worth looking at, despite that.
0: Hell yeah. I looked up some art of it uh, when we were talking about it the other day, and it looked really pretty. So I would definitely be excited to check that out.
1: Oh, I decided to just check her Twitter, and she's doing retrospectives, which are like, I guess, print versions of director's commentary. Oh, cool. And I definitely know what I'm doing uh, after we finish this. (laughs) Heck yeah. Right before life changed around us in a big way, I got a set of real long boxes and some razors to put under my bed frame so i finally organized all my single issues and it's it's helped me actually read comics because like i mentioned in the first episode i've been indulging in a lot of wikis a lot of recap podcasts but i haven't actually been reading as much as i want to
0: awesome i've got a long box but they are in there with no sort of order
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it took me quite some time, but yeah,
0: I... Oh, I bet it feels worth it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, frustrating thing is, though, I've got a lot of, like, uh I'm missing, like, the first four issues of Blue Beetle, I'm missing, like, just one issue of Fallen Angels, like, it's... Yeah, I have one through six and eight of that series, like... Organizing it has forced me to realize that my collection is very, I guess, slapdash. (laughs) Yeah, I've got about 30 issues of New Mutants that spread across the entire uh, 76 issue run. Nice. Completely out of order, almost random. (laughs) Why the hell do I have Roger Rabbit?
0: I can't answer that for you. Oh, uh
1: this is something else I would recommend. Admittedly, it was a bit pricey at least at the time that I got it. I don't know if their payment. You know actually, yeah, I'm just take the time to look that up and then finish my thought. <laughs> So I've got a CLZ Comics. It's an app that lets you catalog all of your collection, and that's why I was able to read through what issues I have just now. Oh, nice. And honestly, I'm not sure I would recommend it because from when I first got it to now, they've changed from one upfront price to a subscription model. Oh, no. And, uh, I don't know, $15 a year isn't a lot of money, but... that's yeah, not bad. The idea of paying even that much, just on a recurring basis, just to have a checklist, it doesn't seem worth it to me. Uh, I guess I would just check that out, see if, it, uh, see if it's worth
0: it to you. Yeah, especially when you could... So it just kind of helps you list them all?
1: Yeah, it, uh automatically puts them in alphabetical order and oh that's nice yeah you could search by title or if your issue has a barcode on that you could
0: scan it oh that's cool
1: but okay uh here's another good example i have just issue four of aztec the ultimate man and i'm pretty sure there are only four issues of that
0: aztec the ultimate man
1: uh don't know too much about it, but I know it is a Grant Morrison comic about some DC bullshit, so... Uh,
0: I love some Grant Morrison DC bullshit. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's... Now I'm thinking about episodes I want to do. All-Star Superman definitely works, but like... Ooh, hell yeah. How do we even start with something like Multiversity or, God forbid, Final Crisis?
0: Um, whew. Yeah, no, that's rough. Um, (laughs) So there was a lot of shit leading up to this, but we're only going to be talking about this story. (laughs) Yeah,
1: trust me, the less said about Countdown, the better.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, It is just, it is so DC, though, that, like, he went out of his way to call this one Final Crisis, and to be fair, they haven't called the ones that came after Crisis, but they did have Flashpoint after that. And they did have Convergence after that. and They had... I don't even know what the deal with Rebirth is supposed to be. I think Doomsday Clock is why Rebirth happened.
0: There is another one after Convergence?
1: Yeah, there was something that like ended the New 52 and started Rebirth. And I think the implication is that that's supposed to be Doomsday Clock, but they have not been clear about it.
0: My god, they're just going to do reboots closer and closer and closer to each other where they're just going to have a reboot every month.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing with the ones like Convergence and uh, actually Final Crisis are a good example. Final Crisis seemed like a really good chance to do the full slate reboot, but then nothing happened and then they did it after Flashpoint instead. (laughs) Like,
0: no, actually, no. DC Comics are just... I feel like they're kind of harder to get into just because of that. Yeah, it's... I keep trying to do it to simplify things, but, like, they make it kind of confusing and intimidating.
1: Yeah, something else I've been up to is on... Well, first off, you know about Standoff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for any listeners, that is the podcast Cat and Her Friend Kingdom does. It's about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but we do occasional bonus episodes for patreon where i tell them about american comics
0: they're really good
1: and yeah the cliffhanger for the last one was that wonder girl is a problem so bad it destroyed dc comics (laughs) (laughs) and that is i think the perfect example of what you were saying because like Supergirl is, or sorry, Wonder Girl is weird and confusing, and Hawkman is weird and confusing. But having to refer to pre- and post-crisis comics for the rest of our lives is even more confusing.
0: (laughs) Pre-crisis, post-crisis, post- post New 52. Yeah. Yeah. Flashpoint, post Flashpoint.
1: Yeah, I think post New 52 is technically post-Crisis again. I think we just went back one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, and do not get me started about Wally West.
0: Oh, I don't even want to know what's going on with him. He is just all over the place all the time.
1: Uh, I said that. I do kind of want to go into it, though.
0: <laughs> I said that, and I do kind of want to hear it, though. So... <laughs> so-
1: First off, you hear about Heroes in Crisis?
0: uh huh. Okay, so Heroes
1: in Crisis is a comic by Tom King, who he just got off an amazing run on Mr. Miracle that really grounds the character and takes the time to seriously talk about depression and uses New Gods imagery as a a metaphor for that. That's still really good and worth your time, but... After that, DC's like, "Yo, the people love you. You get to do an event crossover for us." So he makes Heroes in Crisis, which the it was it called one Diamond uh, the solicitation for it. the The big premise is that it's about an asylum for superheroes it's a place where you could go to talk to a therapist and you know seek treatment because basically they would all have ptsd
0: yeah
1: so i think that was the part he was interested in doing but they also had to make a serious story so it's a murder mystery that I don't know all the details, I don't really care, but it, like, kind of character assassinates both Wally and Booster Gold. Because there's, you know, the old, like, locked room mysteries where, like, the lights go off, the lights come back on, someone's dead, but we don't know who did it. That kind of thing.
0: Dun dun dun!
1: That happens, and there's some time travel involved, so, like, even the people who did it don't know they did it oh christ so booster gold starts immediately assuming it was him and trying to cover his track i don't know i I feel like he is even at his shittiest i don't think he you know
0: yeah it sounds like a funny premise but then like yeah you're right
1: yeah and then what it turns out is that wally had a panic attack and killed a bunch of people it's like
0: Oh,
1: so I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt by making some assumptions here. I think Tom King was just interested in doing like vignettes and fun scenes from Sanctuary. Cause a, a lot of the comic is just is just recorded testimonials of the heroes at therapy, and there's like there's that one Teen Titan who's only ever shown up in a drug PSA, and uh, he's on drugs, waka waka, you know. It, it's a lot of that. <laughs> so I think that's what he's interested in, partially because in the last issue, it has Superman talking about how like you know anybody, even us, even the. Big, strong heroes need therapy, you know? It's okay to ask for help, but, like, I feel like that message is undercut by showing someone having a panic attack and killing a bunch of people. Yeah?
0: Yeah? That, uh... hmm. Especially being Wally, like, that doesn't...
1: hmm. Yeah, well, you see, Wally's been under a lot of stress because for no reason at all... When DC was rebooted, he went back to being twelve or fourteen or whatever age he was. Kid Flash.
0: Want there to be a Kid Flash again?
1: I guess, but like, oh my god, the, the the arc of him like growing up and learning to be the Flash, the capital T, capital F, was so good. And I don't, and they don't even like revert him. He's. You know, a grown-ass man freaking out that his wife doesn't recognize him. It, it's a mess. Oh,
0: ooh, ouch.
1: And now, this is just something I refuse to look up the context on, but yeah, according to, <laughs> to Chris Sims and Matt Wilson, he is, quote, a Dr. Manhattan now.
0: Oh, just, uh, he had too much speed force. I guess. Too much speed force juice.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're just kind of chit-chatting, so can I give you my big hot take
0: absolutely the
1: speed force should just all be thrown
0: out yes speed force is just hey how can we make this thing work oh i don't know here's some magic
1: you know and no one's asking why captain america is super strong like being able to move a lot faster than a normal person on paper isn't that complicated You don't need to say that there's a magic destiny, that there's a defining force of the universe right next to entropy, that, you know, like, you you could just say he go fast. Superman go fast.
0: He do the go fast. It's like in X-Men when they had to explain Scott's laser beams, and so they're like, oh no, his eyes are a portal to a dimension of kinetic energy. So... When he opens his eyes, he opens the portal to another dimension. I would just say he shoots lasers.
1: Nightcrawler doesn't just disassemble and reassemble himself. He pops into a hell dimension for a half second and then comes back.
0: Okay, that one, I actually, I remember them doing that in the cartoon a little bit, and I kind of liked it. I'd have to rewatch it again, but I do remember actually kind of liking that one.
1: Uh, Yeah, if I remember right, that was uh, Evolution that did that. Yeah. Oh I'm not saying that should never elaborate on these kind of things, but like sometimes I don't think it makes the story better.
0: Oh no, you are absolutely correct on that. Sometimes that it just convolutes things.
1: And like honestly, I think it is more uh more compelling. The flashes all stay together. That's really what everyone wants is that one shot of like barry and jay and impulse all all lined up you don't need to say that they're all connected to the the green lantern force to say that you know you could just say that the flash is an important name and the that they're a family who gets along like you don't i
0: love a flash family comic
1: yeah Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you need this magic destiny to connect the Flash family, though. I think you could just have a Flash family.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Uh, So it seems like we've been going on for about an hour now. Probably gonna be a little less after the edits, but anything else on your mind?
0: Um, no, nothing that is popping out at me.
1: Oh yeah, as a... As a podcast, in April of 2020, I'm legally obligated to mention, I've been playing Animal Crossing lately.
0: Oh yeah, I've been playing Animal Crossing. Everybody should come to my island, it's not ready yet.
1: No, mine either. Mine's a mess.
0: But, oh, I got a villager in my my town named Sky, and it made me very happy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I found out about her when Pocket Camp was going on because she had a special event that was like a Cinderella ball, and that was really cute. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I want to, like, you know, do one of those theme islands or at least, like, make a path between all the houses. But so far, all I've really done in terms of reconstruction is I've taken all the fruit trees and I put them all to one side.
0: Yeah, I've got my little orchard with all my different fruit trees and a bunch of uh, coconut trees lining the beaches. And my like only real construction thing so far has been, um, I put the, so m- my island had like a little mini island inside of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I've got to do something cool with that. And so that's kind of like my little shopping district. It's right behind where the uh, town hall is, the resident services. And then there's just this little island, and I moved both of the shops on there, and I built a little bridge to go across it. And I've got like some like the s- soda machine and the snack machine, and uh, some light poles. I was like, all right, this is. I've got one area, and the rest of my island is just randomness.
1: Once I figure out how to do the code thing, I'll send you. What I've been doing is I've been making art of comic covers to put up in my room. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, so far what I have is a Fantastic Four number one, which was a lot of fun to draw, and Kirby's Adventure. Yeah, I know I said comic covers, but yeah, the other one I have is uh, the the game box for that.
0: Hell yeah! The only thing that I've made, like art-wise, is I made a little Steven Universe shirt pink with the yellow star, and then I drew like a little part where like it kind of the shirt it looks like the shirt kind of like rides up. It his belly with the little pink gem in it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's something I'm not sure if I was 100% clear earlier, so I'll take the opportunity to say again. My specific plan is to do a Kingdom Smarts-style show where me and Jake sit down and talk about Kirby lore, because believe it or not, those games have a story and it goes
0: somewhere. And I don't know nothing about it.
1: And then all three of us to be on a show where we talk about the Kirby anime right back at you.
0: That one I do know about.
1: Because apparently that thing (laughs) ran for like a hundred episodes. Oh my god. Like I said, after that, we still plan on keeping the Comics Book Club part of it.
0: Hell yeah. I'm not
1: entirely sure how I want to handle formatting, but... I think we're just going to put all of those into this feed. I think that works. So with that, I'll catch you next time for Name You Should Know. Have a good one, everybody. See
0: ya!